Tonight, I'll be preaching from the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 2, 2 Timothy, chapter 2, and I'll be reading tonight verses 1 to 5. 2 Timothy, chapter 2, and verses 1 to 5. The Bible says, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the Lord, Sorry, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. And if any man, if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive lawfully. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much for the privilege we have to serve you, to love you, to have a personal relationship with you. Dear Lord, we are humbled by your mercy and your grace that's showered upon us. And we ask tonight, dear Lord, as we open the pages of Scripture, that we would recognize that you desire that we be closer drawn to you. And in turn, we would experience the benefits and the blessings and the riches associated with a life in accordance with your will. I pray that you would strengthen each and every heart. Give me the words you'll have me to say. Cleanse me of sin, empty me of self, fill me with your precious Holy Spirit, that I may preach what thus saith the Lord. And we'll be careful to give you all the honor and glory, for you alone are worthy of it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for standing. You may be seated. If you've been here for some time, and in the last six months or so, you would recognize that on Sunday mornings we have been dealing extensively with this matter of spiritual warfare. And much has been said and taught regarding this, and I trust that you understand very clearly and unequivocally that whether you admit it or not, whether you like the reality or not, that we are engaged in spiritual Warfare. This warfare has major ramifications, not just on things that are temporal, but on things that are eternal. And here's what also must not be lost on us, that because we are engaged in a war, it means that you and I are soldiers. In this war. Now being a soldier. Does not guarantee that. You are a good soldier. It just means that you are. Thrust into a war. In which. You are required. To fight. For your survival. And so it is important that as we understand the reality that we are in a war, that we come to grips with the second reality 
that we are soldiers in this war. What we must endeavor to determine is what kind of soldier we're going to be. The Apostle Paul mentions here in this text to Timothy, in verse number 3, he says, Thou therefore endure hardness as a what? As a good soldier. This verse indicates that you can be a soldier. You can be aware of a spiritual war. But it, there is no guarantee that just because you are placed firmly in this war, that you're a good soldier. If they can be good soldiers, they must also be bad soldiers. And my question to all of us here tonight, what kind of soldier would you like to be? I trust that every single person here tonight who's engaged in this spiritual war, that it is your desire and your uh, determination to be a good soldier. But we must also understand that if we're going to be able to have such a classification as a good soldier, it's not going to just happen, my friend. There are certain qualities, there are certain characteristics, there are certain attitudes that must be embraced for one to be a good soldier. And tonight, very briefly, and I promise you I will be brief, I want to entitle this message, Qualities of a Good Soldier. If you want to be a good soldier tonight, say amen. amen. You know why it's so important to be a good soldier? Because you don't want to be a casualty in this war, my friend. And so let's endeavor tonight, by the grace of God, that as much as this war continues to rage, as much as the battle seems to be getting hotter and hotter, that the enemy has stepped up his game, that by God's grace, because we are on the winning side, because we have God on our side, we can determine that I will be a good soldier for the Lord Jesus Christ as we fight this good fight of faith. So tonight, three things. Very quickly and very simply, I want you to observe in this passage that will help us to be the kind of soldiers that God would want us to be. The first thing that I want you to jot down if you're taking notes is to understand that if you're going to be a good soldier, you must first of all excel in the provisions. Excel in the provisions. What do I mean? I simply mean that, my friend, understand that God is faithful. And if you're fighting in a war and we are fighting uh, on God's behalf, God has given us some provisions in order to have success in this war. And if you and I are going to be successful, guess what? We have to recognize the provisions and utilize them as we fight. So it means then that we must excel, we must maximize, recognize that God has not left us empty-handed. God has not left us stranded on our own. He's made provisions available, and here's what we must do. Excel in those provisions. Now notice what the Apostle Paul said in verse number one. As he was motivating Timothy, his son in the faith, to continue to fight. Look at what Paul said to him. He says, thou therefore, my son, be strong in the what? In the grace that is in Christ 
Jesus. My friend, if we're going to be good soldiers, if we're going to fight this battle, guess what? We have to increase in the grace that is extended to us. Oftentimes, we hear the word grace and we forget it's no big deal. My friend, grace is a big deal. That's God's riches at Christ's expense. And God has given us grace. Grace is what we did not deserve. God has showered it upon us. And guess what? In order to win this battle, grace is available. Guess what? You're going to have to access it. You're going to have to tap into it. And God has given us grace. So much that we don't deserve. Listen, as I was praying here tonight, I just continued to feel, and I, this is a feeling that I've had for many, many, many years, feel indebted to God for his blessings. Indebted for his mercy. Indebted for his grace. That we, God has been better to us than we deserve. God has been better to us than we've been to ourselves. And so we must excel in the provisions. That's why the Apostle Paul said to Timothy, be strong in what? In the grace that is in Christ Jesus. No, he didn't say be strong in your physical physique and your muscular, whatever you've been blessed with. If that were the case, I mean, I would probably have lost from the beginning. Because I have not been bestowed with the greatest of uh, physical muscles. But that not, does not mean that I cannot excel and be a good soldier in the spiritual war. Amen? He says, excel in the provisions, the grace that has been provided to us. Listen, every day we need the grace of God. We need grace to live this life. We need grace to Love our families. We need grace to serve the Lord. We need grace to go about our daily tasks. Listen, grace is so, uh, so such a, a, a blessing. Why? Because it is the push of God. Now, you tell me what you can accomplish when God is pushing you. Absolutely nothing. So, if we can ex excel in the grace of God, my friend, listen, we have much going for us. So, we have to increase in the grace extended. But here's what else we must do by way of provisions. Listen, we have to be involved with good examples. You know what Paul said in verse number two? He says, and the things that thou hast what? Heard of me among many witnesses. I can't tell you how much of a blessing and an encouragement it has been knowing that we have a church family Supporting us at this time. We have people all around the world praying. We have people who are not just uh, talking the talk, but walking the walk. My friend, we must surround ourselves with good examples if we're going to excel in this spiritual war. Amen? It's great to see someone serving the Lord with enthusiasm and vigor. Timothy had the apostle Paul. That's why he said, the things that thou hast heard of me, you've seen my good example. That ought to be a motivating factor and a, a fire to help you keep on going while you've seen it done. Well, here's what else you must do when you're excelling in the provisions. All that has been poured into you by God's grace, guess what? Invest in someone else. Look at what he says. The same, the things that thou hast heard of me among witnesses. Look at this. The same, the what? 
Commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. There's something about accountability that keeps us on the right track. There's something about knowing that, that I've invested in someone else and someone is looking up to me to do the right thing and that I must keep on going on so that they don't stumble. This is how you excel in the provisions. You see, the provisions are not just for our benefit, but the provisions are for our benefit to be passed on to somebody else. We are to be a conduit of what God has passed on to us by way of blessings, by way of favor, by way of grace. That's how you excel in the provisions in the spiritual war. But notice the second thing very quickly here tonight. Not only must we excel in the provisions, but we must, in order to be successful and good soldiers, we must endure with purpose. He says in verse number three, Thou, therefore, endure hardness as a what? Good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, now we, we don't like this aspect of hardness. As, as Kenley alluded to, the benches were hard. We want the padded pews. But let me submit to you tonight, living and being a soldier for Christ. Listen, sometimes you're going to have to endure some hardness as a what? Good soldier. Can you imagine a soldier wanting to tout their, their toughness and their, their, their ability to, to, to be a good soldier and they're worrying about these benches too hard? They would seem to be more of a wimpy soldier than a good soldier. Am I right? He says, listen, if you're going to be a good soldier in this fight, you have to be willing to endure. No, I'm not saying that you ought to enjoy the hardness, but you're going to have to endure it as a what? Good soldier. Listen, if the minute hardness comes, you run for the hills, I dare say you're not a good soldier. Because warfare involves hardness. I remember when I was in the cadet corps, there were times where we would have night outs, nights out. And we would be in the field all night. That's just the territory where a war is fought. We would have these mock battles. And we'd be sleeping out in the field. And while you're out there, guess what? You're aware of the fact that, listen, you're not going to be having your normal mattress. This is the ground. This is out in the dew. This is out in a place that's not very comfortable. But you endure it. Why? Because you are a soldier. You're going to have to endure some hardness. And here's what that does. Or what must come about in order to do that. You have to accept your duty. He says, as a good soldier, here's why you endure hardness. Because you understand, I'm fighting for a cause. 
You see, my friend, the reason why we can endure some difficulties is because we have a higher purpose. We have a purpose to be able to fight against the evil of this world. And we are fighting for God's uh, glory and for his honor. And listen, that ought to motivate us to continue on in spite of challenges because there's a reason why I'm fighting. And that reason is bigger than the inconveniences that we suffer. So we must accept our duty. In enduring with purpose, we must avoid distractions. Verse number four says, No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. We got to avoid distractions. We got to remain focused. We got to keep our eyes on the prize. We got to keep our eyes on the tactics of the enemy. Why? Because it's his desire to distract us and to cause us to lose focus so that he can erode our and infiltrate our ranks. We must avoid distractions. And Here's what else can help us to endure with purpose. Recognizing that we want the approval of the divine. Look at what verse number four says. Here's why we don't entangle ourselves with the affairs of this life such a critical aspect of our motive that he may what? Please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Wow. There's so much that we can do when our ultimate desire is to please the Lord. You know, sometimes we get upset about something and what we have gotten upset about has revealed that we were seeking the approval of the wrong person. You know, sometimes I do wonder, and this is, this is also self-introspection, that do we give ourselves away in terms of our ultimate desire and our motive where it seems as though we would prefer man's approval as opposed to God's? I mean, if God is in heaven saying, listen, my child, you're doing a great job. I stand in approval of what you've done. But man is displeased. Would that be satisfactory for us? When we are in alignment with God's word and people criticize and people are upset, but we know by God's grace, I'm doing what God has said. How much bent out of shape are we? If we are, it may just be that we are seeking approval from the wrong sources. The Apostle Paul says here to Timothy, Timothy, Endure with purpose. When you understand that my purpose is to please the Lord, I don't have time to be bothered by those who would be perturbed because I'm in alignment with God's word. So he says to Timothy, Timothy, if you're going to be a good soldier, endure with purpose. Understand that your reason for being is to please the one 
who has chosen you to be a soldier. And they noticed, finally, if you're going to be a good soldier in this war, you must ensure your productivity. How do you do that? Look at verse number five. It says, you must strive correctly. He says, and if any man or if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned except he does what? Strive lawfully. It means then that God has a way. He has some do's and he has some don'ts. He has some wrongs and he has some rights. And if we're going to strive as a good soldier, we must adhere to God's way. We must strive correctly and we must stay the course. You know, one of the things I love about this aspect of serving God is that we are on the winning side. We're not fighting so that ultimately in the end we win. We've already gotten to the end of the story and we know that in the end we win. And so it is with that knowledge, with that insight into the end of the story, it ought to then motivate us now to determine I'm going to strive to the very end. And I'm going to do so in the correct manner. Because guess what? There is no fear of losing. God has taken all of the suspense out of the end of the story. And so we don't have to be fearful. We don't have to fret. We don't have to worry. We just have to ensure that I'm in alignment with what God has said. God has given me all that I need. I must simply endure the hardness. And you know, here's the one thing that we must recognize. And if we are honest with ourselves, it is not always hard. That's why he said endure. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Sometimes we have a human tendency to magnify the challenges and blow the blow up. We, 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 we get our helium and we blow up the difficulties and make them so large. And it's in any, not in any way minimizing our difficulties. But even in our challenges, God gives us so many blessings that sometimes we deflate them. But here's what we need to do. Let's inflate our blessings. Let's show the world all that God is doing, even amidst the challenges. And that will help us to endure the hardness, knowing that God is using it to strengthen us. And you know why, you know why I guess my physical muscles are not as big as they could be? I have not gone into the gym to work them out. You see, there you go. 
But if I were one of these good days to muster up the courage and to do what my son been begging me for the last several weeks. Daddy, let's go to the gym. If he must have reason that he wants to bulk up. I'm way past those stages. But if I were to go there and do that and endure some hardness and pumping some iron, I guess the muscles would come. And I would be stronger physically. But guess what? If we're going to be stronger spiritually, we're going to have to endure some hardness. We're going to have to stay in the fight. We're going to have to endure knowing that God is using these difficulties to strengthen us physically so that we can be more equipped to fight the good fight of faith. I said to each and every person here tonight, stay in the fight. Endure hardness so that you can be classified by God's grace as a good soldier.